Hello, and welcome to Nerd Vomit. My name is Doug. I'm a nerd. I vomit. I'm joined by my co-vomiting nerd, Calvin. Hello, everybody. The only show that's going to talk about Nicholas fucking Cage. We were going to talk about uh, Amazon's A Boy Season 3. We're going to wait till next week to do that, because I just finished The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, which Calvin actually beat me to. Um, yes. But long-time listeners to any of our pop culture shows know that I have an unhealthy obsession with Nicolas Cage. I've seen every one of his movies, including Drive Angry. Uh, yes, Drive Angry. Uh, Drive Angry was... I liked it. It was fun. It was Ghost Rider without a flaming skull. Pretty much. Kind of weird since he was in Ghost Rider. <laughs> yes, twice. Yeah, the <laughs> second one was rough. second one wasn't that great. Um, but, so I'm just going to shorten the title like the advertising has to Massive Talent. Because I'm not going to say unbearable weight of massive talent over and over again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved it. There's a reason it's what 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. I know it's that. I know it's. They say like it's the role he's born to play himself. <laughs> but like Nick Cage fucking kills it. He yeah, does show how really good does. of an actor he is. Mm-hmm. Like since leaving Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pablo Pascal kills it. He's very, very, very good. The chemistry between them is Looks, amazing. Yeah, it's like um, the, yeah. Just and like just the sweetness of Javier versus kind of like the lost, like the lostness. I know it's not a word, but like kind of the the aimless like Nick Cage. Right. Uh, was really nice. Um, the story was great. Mm-hmm. The fact that they decided to write a script and they're talking about how well we don't want to turn this into like a third act blockbuster movie, like mm-hmm. summer block and like Listen. everything they say does Listen. happen. Yeah. Um, Kidnapping seems a little tacked on. That doesn't seem right. It'll work in the sh- it'll work in the movie. Eh, I don't think we need that. The, for the our fact movie. that it, and I'll write spoilers at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. The fact that spoilers it turns into kind of a meta tropical thunder ish ending is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Um, Ike Barinholt and um, Tiffany Haddish are fucking awesome. They're great. Uh, then there's the ex-wife, the one yeah. that's played by Demi Moore in the. In the movie within the in movie. In the movie within the movie. That's, I can't think of an actress's name, but she played Alice in the incredible, incredibly increasing poor decisions of Todd Margaret, which is a deep cut for a reference. Yes. But I was like, li- li- like her look and her, her Irish accent, I was like, maybe it's Scottish, I can't remember off the top of my head. I think it's Irish. I think it's Irish. Like, I'm like, how do I know you? How do I know you? And I looked it up and I was like, oh, she was on Target Margaret. She was like the love interest, so to speak. Um, I did not have that kind of deep cut with her. I'm like, oh, she's in a movie. I don't know who she is, watch, but she's good. Did you watch Todd Margaret? No. Oh, my God, do. No, I have not. It's like three seasons. It's it's David Cross at his best, oh. in my opinion. Okay. Um, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, I loved all the references. All uh, the references were great. So. Uh, I love that they had like he has like the wax like the Tussauds wax doll of, um, <laughs> of Nicolas Cage from Face Off with the guns that actually with, do work which the guns. comes into play later which I was like when Javi's like I have to face my cousin <laughs> he's like and like the wife's got the AK or whatever it is mm-hmm. he's like pulls out the two gold guns from Face Off yeah. I'm like shut the fuck up I have up. guns I have a gun so do I Total face-off guns. The and fact that I like the entrance into that scene. Once you go behind this door, our relationship is going to change. Oh God! The, <laughs> with all of the art, all of the art and all the memorabilia. Yeah. He goes in there, goes, huh? What is that? 
There it goes. How much do you? How much did you? Pay? How much I'm, do you I'm not comfortable saying or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I'll pay you twenty thousand dollars for that. No. No. <laughs> uh, like, I love it, but it's creepy, but it's awesome. <laughs> and of course, I think Nick Cage would probably be willing to buy that. Oh, I'm sure. Like, because doesn't he have like a dinosaur skull, famously? Yeah, he's famously like, like has like a bunch of weird, weird shit, like just weird shit. Yeah. All of it, like on paper, really cool, but like mm. weird shit. A lot of Elvis memorabilia. Oh, he's a huge. He's a huge Elvis fan. Um, him playing the like reclusive like cartel guy was really funny. Yeah. That I just remember because I just finished watching the movie this morning. Mm -hmm. Um, comes in with a weird accent and goes kind of like, just it's Nick Cage doing a Hispanic accent that obviously doesn't work. Mm -hmm. I honestly I thought we needed his like Boston accent tryout. I was like, that's actually really good. Right. For the like, movie, that's not a great it. accent, but like his intensity was there. Yeah. That, yeah, that was great. For the movie he auditioned for at the beginning, it didn't get, but he was perfect for yeah, it. Yeah, and the director was David fucking uh, something. Yeah. That he's directed a bunch of he's, stuff. He's directed a bunch of stuff with, I believe, him. Um, there are really not that many cameos in this. No. I would have thought there would have been like a few more. Like, I think there are a bunch like in the trailer where people are like, oh my God, Nick Cage, Nick Cage, mm -hmm. Nick Cage. Mm -hmm. um, Tiffany, Tiffany Haddish doing that was funny. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. wanted to talk about... Oh, every, every, every once in a while that scene pops up with him talking to his younger self in the Jeep. Nikki. Nikki? Nikki. Talking about Nikki, I do everything for you and you just sit there and do nothing. <laughs> it was like, it was supposed to be like insecurity, right? Like yeah. that was the metaphor? Yeah. It seems like... I'll look him up right now, um, yeah. especially while you're talking about guarding so, tests. Guarding tests. Like, right, I love that like... That was also a really great scene. The um, thing that brought them together. That, uh, <laughs> like, they just kept referencing his movies. Like, there yeah. was, like, obviously Face Off. Yeah. There was Con Air. Yeah. There was, was that what they were watching when the girl gets kidnapped? It was Con um, Air? Yeah, that, yeah, at the beginning, yeah. I just love that at the end she, like, sees him. And she's like, Nicholas Cage. Fucking, fucking awesome. Fucking awesome, yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, the guarding test... Which I didn't remember he was in until they mentioned it, but that was like kind of a very important part of the movie, just because they're in a party and he's like, "This is why I invited you down to my island to hang out and house and hang out and party because this is such a great movie and it meant so much to me." And he's kind of like, "Oh yeah, yeah," and then he ends up watching the movie again. So yeah. Speaking of them watching movies, them watching Paddington Two, and then yeah. which doesn't even seem like a setup. Mm -mm. But then it's got a payoff at the end. It does. But for a long time, that was the Paddington Two was like the best rated movie, beating Citizen Kane on IMDb for the best review ever. I believe ever. it. I mean, I and watched Citizen Kane, and I'm like, okay, I understand how revolutionary it was at the time, mm -hmm. but like rewatching it now, I'm like, pacing's fucked. Like. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of old movies, like it's just like pacing's fucked. But it was uh, kind of like a real world grab that really happened. If you don't know the backstory of Paddington Two, it wasn't just a weird pull for the sake of a weird pull. It actually had grounds in reality. And I was like, yeah. I also like that, like it. It has like the um, juxtaposition between that and the Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like, like I love. The, I mean, I'm like, it's an amazing movie. Like. Mm -hmm. But, like, the fact that, like, he's like, oh, I, I need to watch art, and then he watches Paddington 2, yeah, which yeah. is, like, I guess, not modern art, but, like, 
contemporary art yeah. at this point. And everyone says it's fucking great. Uh, the guy who he's uh, auditioning for, the director, mm-hmm. is... Let me get back up to his name. David Gordon Green. Mm. The only movies I'll say that have some kind of context. He directed Pineapple Express and Your Highness. Oh. Which, I don't know if you ever saw... I saw both of those. I Your Highness was a little disappointing, yeah. but it was funny. Yeah, Danny McBride is the reason, oh, reason to watch that movie. When he wears yeah. the Minotaur's dick around his neck. Because mm-hmm. he thinks it's a horn. Right. So. Oh, uh, actually, scratch that. Uh, Justin Thoreau is the reason to watch that movie. Well, He's the wizard. No. Oh. He's like, are you keeping a bad guy? And he goes, I know magic. I live in a castle. Yeah. Fuck yeah, I'm awesome. Or whatever he yeah, says. Yeah, whatever that's cool. It was, yeah. Yeah, that. But, I uh. Forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, Guardian. I mean, it just. It was so meta without being meta. Mm-hmm. Like, it was so grounded. Um, Nicholas Cage is great in it. Pablo Pascal is great in it. I mean, just. Everything about. The, I almost texted you, actually. I got like six minutes into it, and I was like, yep, I'm in. <laughs> I told you you like it. Um, nice redemption arc of Nick Cage at the end. Yeah. Um, That's what they were striving for at the end, anyways. It's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, he does. Like, he learns a lesson. He, oh, yeah. Very sweet. Mm-hmm. And then you have the Paddington 2 payoff. Then the Paddington 2 payoff, and then. They have the that. movie within the movie, that was pretty fun. Where Demi Moore shows up after that. Was, the, like, the I, I was looking at the cast. And I was like, wow, that was a, kind of a weird poll, but I liked it. Well, it's. I knew about it, but I didn't have any reference because I was looking up that director mm-hmm. and the woman, the, the ex wife, Olivia. Mm-hmm. I was looking at the actors, and I just accidentally scanned down to like Demi Moore, and it was like ex wife. In movie, in movie or something, and I'm like, what? Or like mm-hmm. fictional ex-wife, and I'm like, what? And I was like, I don't want to know because I really didn't want the, any of that movie being spoiled. Yeah, but it gets down to a point where it jumps from the movie they're telling you to the movie within the movie, like that. It's, it's like it's oh. a lot. It's, yeah, it's, it's it's like oh, that was a weird transition, it but is, I was paying attention the entire time, so I think I knew. Where I knew, I knew the minute she was like, I love you, daddy, and like it was Demi Moore and like a different daughter. Yeah, and I'm because like, oh, I do the slow funny. motion boob run with the daughter because I was like, the daughter wasn't that busty. Not that I was looking for it. I'm just saying I happened to notice. Happened to notice these things. But yeah. So or I was like inconsistency. Oh, and I was like, oh, I know what's gonna happen next. It's gonna be a mm. Tropic Thunder mm. or whatever they called the. They, the they, other movie, like Topic the, Disaster or whatever it was called. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's nice. Now they're in a Hollywood setting again watching the movie. They're like, oh, cool. And I, <laughs> and I love you, Nicolas Cage. But I gotta, I gotta air you out on this one. There's no way your beard and your hair is still that color. No. Not I saw him on the, it was Netflix History of Cursing. The and History I'm like, of Cursing, that was mm. such a great show. But Looking back, it was a little uneven. Just because, like, they started really strong with fuck, fuck, and then, like, mm-hmm. ended on, like, damn or something like that. And, and I was like, hey, okay. It, it could I could have thought of better curse words. words yeah. See, I don't think they did they didn't do cunt, did they? I thought they did. Did they not? Maybe, maybe not. I'm trying to remember what that was, but I don't think they... I probably shouldn't have said the C word in public up Probably not, but... Whatever. Okay. It happened. It happens. First Amendment. Bar. Um, <laughs> you, you can't take my words from me. Um, you can pry my words from my cold, dead lips. <laughs> Sorry to get political. Um, 
Yeah, but it, yeah, they're yeah. It, that's the history of swearing or whatever it was actually mm-hmm. called needs a season two. It needs and a season two, and it needs better word. Like it needs like crazy fucking words. Yeah, because it starts off with fuck, which is great. But like, yeah, then it does. Said, it does peter said, out. Like they never said cock. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, I know they go through like, and it's cool because they go through like okay, the history okay. of the word and the entomology of it, and mm-hmm. some of that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I know they. Okay, so how did Rooster become Dick? Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh no, they did do that because they explained how Richard got to Dick, which was like weird rhyming slang. Yeah, it was a Cockney thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. So. so that's a whole joke that the the Teen Titans, Teen Titans meme, um, where it's. Uh, Starfire and Robin and she says he goes oh I'm Richard but you can call me Dick and she goes how do you get Dick from Richard and he goes ask nicely <laughs> which yeah. is a horrifying thing to see when you've got like the cute cartoons of the original Teen Titans <laughs> yeah talk about a juxtaposition yeah uh, parting thoughts on the unbearable weight of massive talent just really well laid out. It was really well done. Every step of the way... Oh, I was going to look up who did uh, adaptations. It's a scene when... Um, when you start seeing Nikki pop up a couple yeah, times. Yeah, Nikki pop up a couple of times. Yeah. He was... That was always fun to see because it always just kind of takes you out of the movie and into another little discussion of him. It was one of those, like, I think... It was a soliloquy within the movie. I want to, it was one of those, like, they used him just right mm-hmm. like I think too much would have been annoying and too little even like why did that happen yeah I think they Charlie are. Kaufman was the name of the oh. he wrote adaptation and all that um, he wrote um, Bing John Malkovich okay. one of my all time favorites um, but when that happened like it was very Charlie Kaufman and I was like did he write this movie he didn't it was mm-hmm. the director and someone else whose name I don't know right. obviously a big name um, but Great, yeah, movie. great movie, highly recommended. I mean, well worth the hype. Yeah, there's you could have spoiled every minute of that with me, and it still would have been okay. And it would have been great because I wouldn't have been able to, to visualize like, it as much as actually seeing it. Well, and like just the performances, like once again, like Pascal just did a great job. Just Nicolas Cage and Pablo Pascal, like and Pablo Pascal, like like. It's like it's like watching Oscar Isaacs in in Moon Knight, where I'm like, oh, I know you're good, but like now I know you're good. Yeah. Like, just how he played Javi was. Yeah, Javi was great. Just a masterclass and understated. Like, mm-hmm. especially because like for most of the movie, like they're like, oh, he kidnapped his what is it? His rival? No, he kidnapped his own daughter, or no, no his rival's he, daughter, he, or something. He, he they kidnapped his a daughter. Po- a political. Rival's daughter. Daughter, daughter yeah. That was it. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And that's the whole thing is... And like, that's that girl in the beginning. And the CIA, CIA's like, oh, he's man. evil. And Nick Cage is like, no, he's no, not. not. And like, you kind of get like... There is some like weird friction where you're like, is he evil? Is mm. he not? Yeah. Hence when they went to the memorabilia room, that's where all the tension is. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. Or when they're supposed to kill each other. When they're supposed to kill each other. Right before they do the... Or right after they do the... Um, shoe swap. Oh my god. Great. I think they look better on you. Do you want to switch? Yeah. I'm like, really? Yeah. Okay, let's do that. It's just like them, like every time one of them goes, it was like stepbrothers when everyone, like they go, you want to do that? Yeah. yeah. Even like at the end of, in the third act where they go, 
we're gonna walk him through the front gates and he goes okay mm-hmm. like he's like and how do we do that like Nick Cage was just on fucking board mm-hmm. and we are on board with Nick Cage as well yep. I know you've got to uh, get back at it yep. so from oh shit I almost said the damn it ending um, so I'm Doug I'm an nerd I'm a vomit I'm Calvin I just said I'm a vomit and he's a vomit and always remember only suck clean dick true that If you've liked what you've heard, listen and subscribe to our other shows like No Applause, Just the Clap, PETA's and Honey Bunch's Pop Culture Spectacular, Fear Agents, and I Hate Kathy Hammond. We can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and www.bacnpodcast.com. Oh, yeah.